World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the show that you know about. You're listening to it on purpose. I'm sure you know what it's called and the purpose of it existing. And uh, you probably know who I am. I still have not listened back to that intro to see if I say my name in it. And at this point, I find it humorous enough that I haven't, that I probably just never will. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm the host of the podcast. I also uh, produce, which means I find guests. I organize story suggestions. I uh, make sure everyone's uh, audio files get to me. Um, and I edit the show, which uh, really, con- really consists of me cutting anything out so much as it consists of me putting everything together, making sure everyone is the same loudness and adding the intro that I have not listened to uh, yet again and the outro which is just the intro without words over it <sighs> oh, that music is by um, by friend of the show Matt Holt you can follow him on Twitter at Ragtime Mouse um, it's that's in the blog post but I know that uh, my website gets maybe 50 hits on a new episode. <laughs> Meanwhile, it gets like 1,200 downloads on a new episode. So I know you people aren't visiting the website, you creeps out there. Um, so maybe do that, friggin' jerks. No, I'm kidding. You're great. Please don't stop listening. Uh, give, give me your money and attention. That's all I want in life is other people's money and attention. Okay, this <laughs> this episode we're covering uh, another no sleep story. Um, it's called Gamer, and before we get to that, I'm going to introduce the uh, the guests I have on the show. Both returning guests. Please welcome to the show, Catherine Moreno. Hello. And Alex Capello. Hey. Now we should have decided beforehand who would summarize this story. Uh, <laughs> whoops. So, uh, who wants to do it? Should we flip a coin? I don't have flip any money. Because okay. no one's giving me money. Alright, well, I'm gonna do... Like they should be doing. <laughs> okay, Catherine, you have to, um, you have to summarize this story. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay, so, um, the story is about, it's from the point of view of an adult man recalling an incident when he was a young boy, was it 11 years old, I think? And, um, it's, he, he was 11 in, like, the 80s, and he's going to the mall, and, like, when kids got dropped off at the mall with all their quarters to go to the arcade and play video games forever because they were annoying and the parents wanted to get rid of them. And um, there's a special room in the back of the arcade. And if you played enough games and um, were cool enough, the proprietor, Stanley, would invite you to the back of the room. And you always got told about this by another kid that, uh, you know, it's like a secret, but this kid would let you in in the secret. And they wouldn't tell you what was in the back room, just like 
like uh, lewd games that weren't from Japan or or gory games, but you know they never gave you any specifics. And um, so the narrator really wants to get into this back room, and um, eventually one day he's there alone, and Stanley comes and says, "Hey, you want to play some special games?" And and you know it's not going to be you know it sounds very molesty, but that's not what it is. And <laughs> so he gets um, escorted to the back and. Uh, it looks kind of boring, and but he sees another kid there uh, named Ian playing a Wild West shoot 'em up game, and uh, Ian's all excited. He's like, "Oh, Stanley! Now that we have another kid, can we um, go play that um, special two-person game?" And he's like, "Yeah!" And they get um, they each get in a separate room, and they're like sitting in cockpit type um, uh, setups, and. Uh, yeah, I was I was yeah. imagining like the enclosed Star Wars arcade game. Yes, yes, that's what I was imagining yeah. too. Yeah. 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 And um the narrator and they never say the narrator's name, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. not. That's a common thing with No Sleep where the stories are like, Oh hey, this thing happened to me when I was a kid and just by coincidence no one called me by name during the whole uh, event. <laughs> yeah, they said his the other kid's name was Ian and Stanley was the creepy proprietor, but that was it. Um, so they get locked into the cockpit type game and he can't see the other kid anymore because I think they're in different rooms, but they're like locked in there and there's like two, uh, joystick handles, um, but they don't move and the game starts and it's the computer voice and they're, um, she's just like, uh, countdown starting player one, uh, press the trigger and what it turns out to be is like that experiment. Um, I forgot the name of the original experiment they did, but where it was like, uh, if you're pressing the button, you're shocking the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And they're it's trying to see how far experiment. someone would go. Like, uh, would, um, they shock a person to death? you know, on the threat of being, in this case, being shocked themselves. Like, it switches back and forth. If you don't shock the other person, then it becomes the other person's turn, and they can shock you, and the shocks keep getting uh, more shocky until finally, um, apparently, Ian seems to have died, because the narrator is afraid of getting shocked to death, and so he keeps control and keeps shocking until he hears nothing. And then he comes out of the room, and he's because they they're calling for Stanley the whole time. Of course, Stanley doesn't come. And um, after finally, the computer voice is like, "Game over." And Stanley comes, lets them out, and um, he's like, "It was Ian's fine. He's an actor. This was an exper- a morality experiment." And um, the and the kid, uh, he's like, "Oh, here's five bucks, <laughs> and if you tell your friends, you'll get more money." Well, I think uh, he gives him a, a crisp ten, actually. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> ten. Ooh, <laughs> and he says, "If you tell you tell your friends, and we'll give you more money." And um, it was. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't turn my volume off of my phone. And um, so he's like, he's all shocked and uh, like shell shocked, and uh, doesn't tell his parents 
because kids never tell their parents in these stories, or they do and the parents don't believe them. And um, he ends up the next day telling, kind of telling his friend Paul or something about it. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you said the name of the experiment in there. I'm not sure. I think it got lost. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Yeah, they, they were the Stanley Milgram experiments. Yes. Uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, in like the 60s. And like, this was the creepiest part. Like, I didn't really enjoy the story that much myself, but researching the backstory behind the actual experiments that took place that this story is basically just like a thinly veiled skin on top of yeah was super terrifying because they oh, were yeah. done by like a Yale psychologist who was apparently influenced by Nazi war trials yep <laughs> specifically this one dude Otto Adolf Eichmann, who apparently said in his pardon plea that there is a need to draw a line between the leaders responsible and the people like me forced to serve as mere instruments at the hands of the leaders. I was not a responsible leader and as such do not feel myself guilty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And apparently this was kind of like a pervasive uh, frame of mind amongst Nazis who were being tried after World War II, which is just completely terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it's the the just following orders excuse, which the Milgram experiment, as far as I know, uh, proved to be the case for most people, that if an authority figure tells them to do something wrong, they'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like 65% of the subjects in those experiments continued to administer the shocks, even after the um, learner who was the actor and in on it asked them to stop. Yeah. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. Uh, and this one, this, this is... Like a twist on this one. Yeah, th- this would have been more interesting, I think, if it didn't turn out to be an experiment. <laughs> like, when it was revealed that Ian was alive, I was like, oh, so nothing sinister is happening at all. Like, he didn't... Well, <laughs> well, a little bit, something a little bit sinister happened. Yeah, I guess. It's like, it's... <laughs> It's, like, as sinister as an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> like, oh, nobody got hurt in the end, and we all get to go home safe. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Why, why couldn't you make this about a video game that murders people? <laughs> like, as much as I hate to say it, I almost feel like it would have been creepier if it had turned out to be about some creepy child molesty nonsense. Oh, yeah, that would have been way creepier, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're setting it up to make it seem like these kids were going to get pedophiled, and uh, they didn't, but if you're going to set that up, the twist can't be, oh, actually, it was totally fine. The twist has to be like, oh, no, actually, they're forced to murder each other in a video game, because that's, like, w- worse in some ways, so, like, I don't know. It seems weird to, to set up all this sinister stuff and then have the twist be like, oh, no, actually, everything is fine. Well, I guess, <laughs> I mean, the narrator did say it, like, gave him, like, PTSD, like, any time the lights flickered. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and it is creepy that they're doing this experiment on kids. I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> Yes, it could definitely be creepier, but there's <laughs> yeah. a creepy aspect to it. Yeah, I feel like you're not going to get a um, a good, uh, 
what's your call? You're not going to get good data from doing this experiment with children. Uh, right. And different. I feel like it was preying on like that whole mentality in the 90s where like, oh no, video games are the worst. They're going to turn your kids into serial killers. Don't let them play video games. Well, yeah, well, that was what the Stanley said it was actually about. Well, that's what he said it was about to see, you know, if uh, violent video games turned kids violent or desensitized them or whatever. Um, but I think it was, I mean, I guess the creepiest, you can make it creepier by thinking about the things the story didn't mention, like, who is this organization? And um, were they actually testing? Because um, I was assuming, maybe incorrectly, that the experiment wasn't actually would the kids kill each other, but would they tell their friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, for money. <laughs> yeah. And it seems weird that he did. Um, yeah. Because he was, was like, oh. Yeah, he was so upset by it, but then he's like, mm, I could get another $10. And $10, a lot of dollars in 80s money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll get you uh, 40 plays of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe enough to get to the kill screen, but probably not. Uh, I clicked on the author of this story's website, ovenfriend.com, his username. Oh, oh, they they pronounce it ovenfriend? That's dumb. It was very irritating. (laughs) And I in my head edited it to be ovenfriend. Yeah, it's it's ovenfriend. The username is ovenfriend. It's not like a name, it's a made up (laughs) internet handle. I can pronounce it however I want. If this was like. It's great as ovenfriend. It's actually very good. Yeah, if this was this person's like. Identity throughout life, yeah, I'd, I'd respect that pronunciation, but no, it's it's just some Reddit nonsense. You're gonna get a really angry comment on this post now from, from Oven Friends. Uh, oh, they seem to have another uh, account called Oven Friendo. I don't know what that's for, though. That's that's what their fun. throwaway account for yeah. you know posting naughty things. Uh-huh. No how, do you, me. how do you know how do you know so much about reddit i'm the one with the reddit podcast um he seems to have no, some one of, your, one of your redditors doesn't even have a reddit account well yes well it's about reddit it's not it. <laughs> this person of a friend seem uh seems to uh have started last year a uh no sleep type forum where instead of pretending all the spooky stories are real they were pretending it's 2018, and the unthinkable had happened, and Donald Trump had become president. Um, and that, that <laughs> oh, seems God. to be defunct now. No. <laughs> um, oh, Is any of the stuff they wrote come to pass? Uh, let's see. Here's the, here's the blurb. It's 2018 and Donald Trump is taking this country back and making it great again. When will you finally turn to Trump? A realistic dystopian horror story about Muslims, immigrants, the war, the wall, and Donald Trump. I am pretty sure, based on context, that it's anti-Trump, but it might be (laughs) pro-Trump. You never know. Uh, or it might be that sort of wishy-washy political neutral nonsense. Those people will be Ugh. like third or fourth up against the wall when the revolution comes. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the story. I say third. It's yeah. I'm not sure the uh, marching order up to the guillotine yet. I mean, 
Obviously, it's got to be, like, mm, Trump administration first, and then the rest of the GOP second. Um, and then, like, anyone who has a billion dollars or more is probably third, I think. And then oh, after God. and then after that, we get uh, unironic owners of the red hats. <laughs> that sounds about right to yeah. me. Uh, and Jeff is in charge of choosing... <laughs> Mm, no, I. Wait, um, we can't say that because the Secret Service will actually get mad uh, if you say these things. They're not going to listen on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a weak coward who's afraid of violence. Uh, I mostly just talk oh, a big too. game. Uh, it would be. I mean, it would be. It would be very nice if all the bad people could just uh, fall into the ocean and stay there. But you know, I can't do anything to make it happen. <laughs> I yelled at people in the movie theater last night for talking, and that's the worst I ever do. Whoa, what movie? Um, uh, Alien Covenant. Oh. Uh, well, they can probably just talk through that one. I hear it's pretty... <laughs> I, I hear it's pretty bad. Oh, I actually liked it, because, like, I don't know. I even liked Prometheus. I have no taste. I mean, Prometheus was great up until, like, the end. Oh, well, yeah. I thought Prometheus was mostly bad, except for when Charlize Theron explodes that guy with a flamethrower, and, um, when... Oh, she's so great. Uh, I love her. Nomi Rapace uh, tears her guts open with a big machine, and then is running, bleeding down a hallway, and then the rest oh, of Prometheus so is just, like, really weird and boring. <laughs> I just like atmospheric movies. That's really, like, yeah. people can be as stupid and dumb as, as they want to be, as long as there's an atmosphere. I'm like, this is great. Oh, uh, is Guy Pierce back? In his weird old man makeup? Um, for a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> Who decided to... Like, they didn't even... He wasn't as old man, though. It was, like, before he okay. was quite as old. Yeah. They didn't even, um, film... Like, they did never got to filming the flashback scene where he's Guy Pierce aged, so there was no point in him being in the old man makeup. It was, like, yeah, never on the shooting schedule. They could have just been like, oh, sorry, Guy Pierce, we're gonna just cast an actual old person. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. That doesn't make really make any sense. I mean, even in this, he was in it for like five seconds. So, yeah. I mean, he was fine when he was in it, but yeah, I'll probably do what I did with uh, Prometheus and just wait until five years too late while it's on Blu-ray and then watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely if okay, judging from a normal person perspective, it was definitely better than Prometheus. I'll say that. Okay, that's good. But the people are just as stupid. I feel. I feel like though all those movies. Like, it's a different species of human who are, like, just so bad. Everyone's just, like, the most unqualified people are chosen for their jobs. Like, it, well, no, wait, that's just, like, here. Never mind. That's the regular universe. <laughs> Whoops. It's just aliens involved this time. Waka waka. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, this story won. It was a best of a month uh, in 2014, which seems a little weird. I mean, it's... I don't know. A best this is of really month? best in a month? Uh, oh, the month. I don't know what month. It just uh, it has a tag next to it that says... Oh, no, the tag, I guess, is next to Oven Friend. Best monthly winner of 2014. Maybe a, another story of theirs won. Uh, let's see. Submitted. It was fine. I've, I've listened to worse. This person has not submitted anything in a year to anywhere. Oh, I'm a friend. Where are you? <laughs> You're a friend. Yeah. He became a victim to his own story. Oh, no. Oh, when Trump took over, he's like, no. All right, he's a friend. Our first fallen member of the resistance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or maybe he's working underground. 
Uh, he went off the grid so yeah. he can take down Trump. For some reason, uh, Oven Friend is the moderator of r slash Trumpcast, which is empty except for a post that says, uh, subject line, garbage, body of post, <laughs> arrow pointing up, this sub is. <laughs> Just like nothing there. Let's look at r slash ovenfriend. Just the link to ovenfriend.com. Oh boy. This got a lot sadder than I thought it would. Anyway, uh, what's the spookiest part of the story? Alex, you go first. Um, The spookiest part of the story was when I realized the real life experiment was inspired by Nazis because Nazis are super duper spooky. Yeah, they are. It's creepy. What's your spookiest part? Uh, probably just, yeah, thinking about um, that experiment and what if kids were doing that and um, basically anything, not parts in the story, but thinking about other things the story evokes. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Oh, also getting locked in a cockpit thing. That's, I wouldn't, that's annoying. Yeah, the claustrophobia aspect is uh, pretty yeah. upsetting. Um, I think to me, the spookiest part is at the beginning where there's just this general sort of sense of menace, and then the story kind of undoes that, um, by revealing the menace, and then revealing that the menace isn't actually scary, uh, (laughs) which I think, uh, was kind of a mistake. I think the story would have been best ended with, um, the narrative sitting in that cockpit zapping uh, Ian's dead body and then he's just like that's it, that's the end of the story is just him sitting there zapping over and over every 15 seconds or if Ian were actually dead yeah. and then he still went and told his friend yeah, yeah I, that would have been awful. either of those would have been I think a more effective end than like actually everything is fine Ian's okay here's ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like I guess they wanted to mimic the original experiment. I guess was the point. Yeah, yeah. That's where the um the phrase "kill your darlings" really uh, applies. If you're writing yeah. a story, and it would be better by uh, eliminating the core concept of the story and making it stand better on its own, then you should probably do it. Sorry, oven friend. We still love you, Iron Friends, and we hope you're okay out there. Yeah. Yeah. We like unless in, unless uh, all of that uh, Trump role playing was from a pro perspective and not an anti perspective, in which case, screw you, guy. Or girl. Or <laughs> any type of person. Or oven. Humanoid person. Yeah, this could be a sentient <laughs> oven. <laughs> Or it's a toaster, because it's friends with the oven. Mm, Toaster is a toaster oven. Toaster is rival to the oven. (laughs) Yeah, but the toaster oven is the friend to the oven, because it's a backup. Mm. Maybe it's a micro- maybe Mm. oven friend's a microwave? Or a stove. I like the stove top. Yeah, Yeah, Anyway, this is dumb. Uh, Let's get into- (laughs) let's get into plugs. Catherine, plug, please. Um, I am Xylor on Twitter, Xylo like Xylophone, Art like Art. I chose that name in college. Don't get, you know, don't make fun of me. And, um, and Tumblr and everywhere. I hardly post in there. You can try and friend me on Facebook. I might accept Catherine Marino, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. 
I mean, pretty much accept anyone unless they have a bunch of Confederate flags in their profile. So, because all I do is post pictures of cats. What is that going to get you? Nothing. So, so one is okay, but multiple Confederate flags is where you draw the line. Um, no, no, no Confederate. No, <laughs> oh, okay. not even one. Just, <laughs> Never just wanted to be clear. <laughs> I live in Florida. They're everywhere. If oh, you have, boy. if you have one, you have many. Uh, Oh, Alex, where can the people find you, and what is your uh, awful flag quota? <laughs> um, so the people can find me on Twitter at lovelarc and Instagram at rose underscore larc. Um, I would say I need, like, negative awful flags. Mm. I don't know how you have a negative awful flag. Maybe if they have, like, a video burning an awful flag, that would be great. And I would accept friends that way. Yeah. You can have that in, like, your place. Like, if you want to be my friend, please send me a video of you burning uh, a bad flag. Yeah, or, like, somehow disfiguring it. I I will accept multiple methods of awful flag destruction. Shocking the flag to death. Yes. <laughs> and you can find me, of course, in the usual places, J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram and Snapchat. Or you can go to patreon.com slash JeffJK and please, please give me money. I'm yes, please give Jeff broke money. as hell. Uh, oh, you can also go to etsy.com slash shop slash funtimes online and I will sell you either a refrigerator magnet or a bootleg amiibo that looks like an <laughs> it looks like an 8-bit sprite of video game character that you enjoy. Uh, the fridge magnets are $5, which is extremely reasonable, plus uh, two sixty seven shipping uh, anywhere in the country. Or, How big are the fridge magnets? Uh, about three inches tall. Um, it's Do you take requests? Yes. Uh, you can hit me up. Mm-hmm. You can uh, hit me up on Facebook or whatever, and uh, I'll I'll make anything. As long as it's not too, com- <laughs> as long as it's not too complex. I think a Mega Man would be probably a little taller. He's a little bit of a bigger guy, but like Mario and Link and Kirby are all about three inches tall. Um, all all said and done, because they're about I think they're like sixteen pixels high. And I'm looking at a Mega Man sprite on a game box I have near me, and I think that he's taller than that. Anyway, I also have uh, the whole Belcher family from Bob's Burgers that I designed. Yeah, those are so cute! Yeah, I designed pixel art for those guys and then made them into things. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I could probably put an Amiibo sticker on one of those. I don't know why you'd want me to. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to scan, like, Gene Belcher into your Zelda Breath of the Wild, but you could if you <laughs> wanted. Uh, I think I have my Etsy set up to take requests, like, commissions of, like, custom stuff. Anyway, uh, if not, you can just message me on Twitter or whatever and ask, and uh, we can work something out. Someone ordered a um, uh, Final Fantasy character, Noctis, from Final Fantasy XV. That's too hard. It was was a... um, from the phone game Final Fantasy Record Keepers, they made like a Super Nintendo style oh, battle sprite funny. for all the newer characters. So I made one of those for her. What? Yeah, awesome. yeah. Uh, it was mostly like gray and black, and it wasn't until it was like finished that I could really tell what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, it did get finished. I could tell uh, uh, what it was by the end. So anyway, order all those things from me, please, and make me a Snorlax. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, I can make a Snorlax. Snorlax has a lot Yay! of different sprites. Um, the battle sprite is probably is probably like twice as big. It's probably like six inches tall. But if you wanted like uh, the little tiny uh, wor- overworld sprite, that would be the normal size. Um, mm. Or like the menu sprite from one of the newer games is also real little. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll talk about it. I'll send you some options. <laughs> yeah. Um. Give Jeff money. Yes, please. Uh, I don't have any good end line for this story. Uh, it ends with, I never told my mother what happened, but that's not a good end line. So, uh, bye. Bye.